0: Shit. Make a thirsty nigga wanna chase me, bitch. I'm lit. I wonder can he face me? Only laugh on the way to the bank. See, I want money, so fuck you, pay me. I like a pro and girl, you just a scrimmage. Play with these bands, nigga. Your money timid. I'm winning on your man. My like a fitted. This pussy VIP, it. he can't get in it. <laughs> take off i put it work i'm making bitches take a day off but nothing give them hope the reason that hate boy my nigga clutch with a shot like a playoff. I'm not your bestie not your so i'm not the one i am that bitch is so pretty i got a mad they told you madic one fun, but they can't have okay. it. no for free though nay i kick a little for the teeth and take a nigga only for the week late night creepin' in on cup and out keep you nigga back home at them i pick a little
1: okay yes that's that new Flamily, y'all that's that new flamilli flow millie welcome back to another episode of the perfect blend podcast and your mother fucking ass i'm so excited to be back i'm so excited to have y'all here february 1st you know i'll be posting this officially in audio format the next day on february 2nd so by the time you hear it it'll be the second but um, thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of the Perfect Blend podcast hosted by yours truly. Let's go ahead and get into it. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Perfect Blend podcast in your motherfucking ass. Thank you for tuning in. To so this tumble ass podcast hosted by yours truly That's K-Day aka Khalif aka K. All up in these streets, deep in the streets I thank you, I thank you, I thank you so much for tuning in today So today we're doing something a little bit different I'm actually um, recording this episode in audio format at my home You know, my little home, room, studio, whatever And um, I'll also be posting it on my Instagram account Which is at K-Day, that's K-A-E-D-A-Y-Y And, um, yeah, so make sure to um, either listen to it in audio format or listen to it um, or, you know, see it visually um, on Instagram. So um, the reason why I decided to do this is because I wanted to do something that was a little bit more. um... Oh, wow. I'm so sorry. I'm recording this on Instagram Live and somebody is. um... Do you key out your hand through that extra wall about the word savage I have no idea I have no idea what he said Okay, sorry, back to the show y'all I'm so sorry, I'm recording this on Instagram live And somebody commented and he asked about my shirt I think he was saying Oh no! I didn't put a hole in this sweater. This sweater came this way. Sorry, my audio listeners. Sorry, somebody on Instagram asked me about what I'm wearing, so I have a sweater. The sweater came like this. I didn't cut the hole out. This is how the sweater was made. So, yes. But um, anywho, <laughs> interesting question. But um, yeah. So where I was, where was I? Yeah. So I decided to do um my podcast on Instagram Live because I wanted people just to just get a more intimate, interactive thing with me with my facial expressions and shit like that. And I guess just see how it is to record. Um, Will this be an ongoing thing? Who knows? Um, I think another reason why I wanted to do this is because some people they're always like, hey, we want you to have a YouTube channel. I actually do have a YouTube channel. Um, I have two of them, I have my own. Um, under my name, Khalif Starks, which is my personal one. Nothing is on there. But I do have one um, for the Perfect Blend podcast. You can literally go on YouTube and type in the, the Perfect Blend, uh, K-Starks. That's K-8. K-A-Y-E, Starks, my last name, S-T-A-R-K-S. And you can find um, one video that I do have in which I interviewed an actor by the name of Verton Banks. Um, He is an actor of mine and a former mentor of mine, now my friend. Um, He did um, HBO's Getting On with Nisi Nash. He worked with Alex Borenstein, and he's worked with a lot of different people. So um, it was a great interview. Um, I just talked to him about Um, him being a Black gay man in Hollywood and how that experience has been, you know, from his lens with getting jobs and getting bookings. So if you want to check out that interview, go check it out. Um, It was more so something I did to test out my interviewing chops, um, because as you all know, I do love media, I love music, and I love pop culture. And I also love real real world experiences, right? So this is sort of me just doing my thing and, and and testing out my interviewing chops. I've done a few interviews with people before. So if you want to listen to those, feel free to look in my catalog or my catalog or my, my previous episodes of my podcast and you can see the different ones in which I had special guests on. I interviewed friends, etc. So yeah, but I wanted to be more interactive, which is why I'm doing this. So Let's get into it. Where have I been? So I know I haven't put out an episode, y'all, since early January, and it was a great episode. Um, it was called Hotels and Stuff, and I threw it out and then I disappeared. Um, I quit my job. I, I had a job, y'all, I'm, I'm not, well, I could say where it was at. Look, it's the pandemic. I, I actually had a security job because, <laughs> girl, I couldn't find nowhere else to work. You know, I'm, I'm a college gradu- graduate, fresh out of college, I graduated last summer, and this pandemic hit, and it has just been so difficult um, you know, to find work and to find something that is fulfilling for me. And I was at a place where I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna fucking get a job and hustle and just keep the lights on and stuff. And that, that job was just really difficult um, to maintain. It was not the safest job, you know, but it definitely, uh, kept the bills paid, but, um, and it, and it got me into my next opportunity. So I recently found a new job, um, in the midst of January and January, was kind of interesting because. Um, I found a new job and um, it's, it's in the nonprofit field. I'm not going to say where, but I did find a new job and um, I was super happy about that. And it took so long for me to find it, but it was something that I did um, organically, right? Like I, it was something that came to me organically that this new job, you know, and it's funny because when I was working at the security job and I was like, I fucking hate this job. Like I hate this shit. I fucking hate um. This is not me, like you know, but I'm doing it because this is this is all I could do to pay my bills right now. You feel me? Um, I I thugged it out and I tried to bite the bullet, but I always told myself I was like, when I get the next opportunity, it'll be some. Thank you, Nicole. It'll be some. Sorry, she's on live. My audio listeners, my homegirl, Nicole. But um, yeah, always. I I think in in my gut, after a job searching while having that that little nine to five security job, right? We all have those jobs where we got to pay the bills. So for me. Um, I always told myself, I was like, okay, it's so hard to find a job right now, I can't even work at Target, I can't work at Starbucks, like I can't get into, you know, the non-profit sector, I can't, I can't get into the administrative sector because offices are closed and everyone's in COVID and everyone's afraid, but I just knew in my gut, something in me was like, I know I'm going to find something, I know I'm going to find it, it's going to take me a while, it's going to be hard, but I'm going to find it, and I found it within like five months. So I'm so thankful I found a new gig and it's much better for me. I'm gonna be doing some counseling work um, for young adults actually. So I'm really happy about that. I'm not gonna say where just for my own privacy, but um, I'm definitely gonna be in the nonprofit sector. And I'm and I'm super excited, you know, for me, like um, I'm excited to work with young adults and give back, um, you know, to homeless youth. Uh, for me, I've had experiences in which um, I was homeless. you get what I'm saying? So for me, um, Sorry, y'all. The comments on Instagram Live are kind of distracting me and I'm not trying to let it distract me. Feel free to comment if you are watching on Instagram Live or ask me questions if you would like. (laughs) But I want to try to focus on the audio, y'all. Y'all know I'll be all over the place. But, um, oh, where was I? Damn it. Oh, yeah. It's important for me to have this particular position because it's special to me, you know, being a Black woman, being a part of the LGBTQ world, you know, me being a trans woman and stuff like that and um, formerly experiencing homelessness and having that be something that has been a part of my life, you know, and so now I have a little bit of stability, um, I'm happy and I feel like it's my duty to to um, help youth who are going through it and they just trying to find their way, especially during this pandemic, you know, so I'm really happy about that. Um, so when I, I actually kind of quit my last shot preemptively, I'm selling all my business, oh my God, I quit too early. And um, I did it, though, because um, the environment was not safe. You know, they had a lot of COVID outbreaks and it just it was no type of procedures or safety there for offices or anything. And um, it was just hard, you know, and I just I couldn't do it. So I, I'm, thankfully, I did have a little bit saved up. And, you know, but um, I had a little small vacation as I, as I was doing the hiring process at my new of employment, so I had about a good, like, three weeks off, and I needed it, you know, but it's crazy, y'all, because, and this is where I'm going to get personal, you know, these last two, three weeks have been hard for me, you know, we had the inauguration, and uh, thank God for that, you know, now we officially have number 46 in office, um, which is Joe Biden, and our first uh, Black, and, you know, they like to say Black and South Asian, shout out to our sister Kamala Harris, you know, or Kamala Kamala, tomato, tomato. Um they are so cute in the comments. I love it. Um yes, but you know, now we have uh, Kamala and uh, Biden in office. So, but you know, I think the build up to the inauguration right along with me quitting my job, um, it just was a lot. And I just think like being on social media too much for me, it, it became a little overwhelming. I found myself kind of sitting at home having the ability to actually quarantine as i'm in between jobs and just sitting at home with all this time on my hands and not having or not or not feeling like i knew what to do with myself because i'm such a worker bee you know what i'm saying i'm I'm used to working and if i'm not working i'm at school and if i'm not in school i'm doing a podcast like i'm used to being such a worker bee you know i'm used to always being busy and, um, or having something to do or having a friend to hang out with. So it was weird because those three weeks, I really wasn't talking, I was talking to a few of my friends but, and I saw a few of my friends, you know, uh, such as Nicole and stuff like that. But, um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Kamala is our first, Nicole is correcting me, she's our first black, half West Indian and South Asian uh, present. Uh, you know Kamala Harris is a uh, mixed, you know, multiracial. So you know, tomato tomato, not tomato tomato, but she is multiracial. You, thank you so much for correcting me. But um, back to the story. So the last two weeks, you know, building up to the inauguration and just kind of trying to make sense of what's going on in this political climate. Um, <laughs> thank you, Mayor Johnson. You're so funny. You say your lip gloss is popping. Thank you. Um, <laughs> building up to the climate. I'm, I'm sorry building up to the inauguration, right? And thinking about what took place on January 6th, it was um, in which the White House Capitol Hill was uh, stormed by MAGA supporters and that whole controversy that was taking place in our country and then just kind of waiting it out and building up to the inauguration. It was a lot for me to process. I think it was a lot for all of us to process, right? And and I think what I found with me, I don't know if it's the Aquarian in me, right? I don't know if, if that's what's going on there, but, Felt like, damn, like I need to pull away because just for me and my sanity, like I don't want to leave my house being paranoid. Like there were stories of like, you know, like even in downtown, um, oh damn it, I'm telling my business child, where I worked, um, there was a black girl who was walking to her apartment and she got attacked by like Trump supporters. You get me? And I, I was hearing stuff like that and seeing all these videos on Twitter and Instagram and I don't know what it was. Something in me needed to pull away. I, I'm an avid, I'm an avid believer in mental health. You know, I'm an avid believer in, you know, if things are too much for you on social media or just with friends and stuff, pull away, you know. So I think over the last two weeks I was just kind of like in my head a lot. And, you know, I would probably be on social media here and there, but I was kind of trying to tune out what was happening in the world beyond us, but it was still getting to me. And um it's just a lot. It's a lot, you know. So that's, I just been kind of on like a little bit of a vacation and I'm so sorry that I left so abruptly, you know, but I I do want to mention to my listeners and people who are watching right now is that um, I'm proud of myself because I was very consistent in November, December. I gave like six or seven episodes of my podcast and my audience did increase and I'm so happy for that. And uh, 2020, uh, my numbers did rise towards the end of the year, so if you are listening to this podcast, if you're audio or watching me on Instagram right now, or you go back and watch this, I appreciate you. Um, Today's episode is going to be a part one. It's going to be a little bit more introspective of me being a little bit more vulnerable this episode, and then in episode two, which I will release sometime this week, I'll get more into the recent celebrity gossip, the juicy shit, you know what I'm saying, Um, but yeah. I just, I wanted y'all to know what I've been up to. I, I've been like in between jobs and just trying to kind of relax. I, I haven't had the time to sit down in months. <laughs> you know, Um, I work, I work a lot, you know what I'm saying? And I, I think that self-care is so important. It was sort of an unexpected break, you know, but um, I'm really happy that things are working out the way that they are. And trust me, I was stressed, you know, I was stressed about money. I was stressed about bills, but I was like, you know what? I saved as best as I can, and I gotta do what I gotta do for my own physical health. And that environment was just not a healthy environment for me. And by the grace of God, you know, Himself, I was able to get another job in the midst of everything that's going on in this world and this country with the pandemic and the racial tensions and the class tensions and the everything that's going on. You know what I mean? So that that's really what's been going on, you know. So today's topic, I wanted to talk about <laughs> Apps. I want to talk about apps and social media and how it's important for us to step away um, and come back when we feel that it's necessary. You know, um, I think that sometimes it is important to unplug. You get me, and even in my own life directly. Hi, Angelica Boo. I'm recording my podcast right now. Mm. Um, even in my own life directly, it's important to unplug. Um, I had an experience last weekend on the app called Clubhouse, right? So, as you all know, like I, I am a black um, trans woman, you know, and um, I'm a woman, you know, and I and I I think for me, as I'm getting older and even just more comfortable in my own identity, um, I still sometimes kind of struggle with like how much I share or you know being in certain spaces with uh you know black cisgender people or and by the way, cisgender means people who were born anatomically female and male and they literally follow and subscribe to the you know what's expected of them in their lives like they don't transition they're not gay they're straight they live like a normal life quote unquote you know what i'm saying so I'm in this app called Clubhouse. Pound pause listeners on audio. Uh, hi, Angelica. I miss you too. Angelica's watching. Me and her had classes together. But um, yes. So anyways, I was on Clubhouse and I had like this bad experience on Clubhouse. So I get on Clubhouse. This was like la- not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before. So I'm on Clubhouse. And mind you, you guys, let me, let me say this and I'll, I'm going to get back to the Clubhouse thing. Not only was I dealing with, you know, the regular stresses of what's going on in this world. Um, A friend of mine who is actually, he was a guest on the show. Um, He, um, I'm not gonna say his name just for his own, you know, respecting his privacy, but a dear friend of mine, a close friend of mine, actually caught COVID during all of this. So a friend of mine caught COVID and he is in the hospital right now and uh, he has been fighting for his life. So I want you all to send him prayer. I love him so much and, and just kind of dealing with this particular friend catching COVID and right before he caught COVID, we had like this stupid silly argument. And you know, thankfully we apologized and we squashed our little differences, you know what I mean? But um, he caught COVID as well. So I think like all of that kind of hit me hard. And then uh, mind you in December, I lost um, a former teacher of mine, and I talked about her in my last episode, I believe, or in my last two episodes. Um, my former teacher from high school, she was my gospel teacher. She died in December of last year. So I think for me, I was a little shaken up because um, people who I know directly in my real life are dying or they're catching COVID and they're in the hospital. And I just think like, it. I, I don't know if I went into a depression, y'all. I'm gonna get back to Clubhouse in a second. Y'all know i will be all over the place, but y'all could, y'all could hang in there with me, okay, child. But um, I think it kind of hit me, you know, because I was sitting there and I'm like, "Fuck!" Like my my homeboy is actually in the hospital on a on a ventilator, and he doesn't really have family like that, and he has only a few people who care about him, and I can't go see him. I don't know where he's at. I don't have access to his roommate. You know, I'm talking to his best friend, and you know, in the DMs, and there's only so much that she could tell me, and you get what I'm saying. So I, I think that that kind of hit me too, and. I just, I found myself in a place, y'all. And I I don't know, it was like, okay, I'm kind of on a break and I'm sad because I have all this free time and I'm sitting here on social media all day and then social media is making me feel crazy because I'm seeing all these memes all the time and it's just all this stuff going on. And then I'm on Clubhouse, arguing with people on Clubhouse about trans people and how they can't be transphobic and how they shouldn't be and how, so it was just all this stuff going on with me to where I felt like I needed to kind of just disengage a little bit. You know what I mean? Just a little bit, just for me to kind of get myself together. And uh, so, yeah, that's where I've been at, y'all, shit, all right? Now, back to Clubhouse. I made the mistake of getting on Clubhouse, and I I don't know if this was supposed to be a lesson for me, right? Now, as you all know, Clubhouse is the social media app where it operates like a chat room. It operates like a chat room, and um, it's cute. The cute thing about Clubhouse is that it, it I hope you guys can hear me. Let me turn with the volume. Sorry, yeah, the volume's up. So Clubhouse, it, it kind of mirrors like the early 2000 chat rooms a little bit, and it's sort of like a large conference call, right? And I'm sure some of you all have been on Clubhouse. Oh, excuse me, my God. Oh, I'm over here burping into the mic. <laughs> Sorry. Um, some of you have been on Clubhouse, right? I have my wine here tonight. Um, now you see all these different chat rooms, it's conference call style. So you usually have like one to four moderators. These are the people who host the chat rooms and they, they kind of lead the discussion. And then you have a whole audience of just random people from all over the world who join Clubhouse. And Clubhouse is by invite only, but you know everybody pretty much has a Clubhouse now. It's been out for like two months or whatever. And um so I get on Clubhouse out of boredom, you know, I was kind of lonely <laughs> and you know, and not not just lonely, but I, I think Clubhouse is a fascinating app. But I feel like you have to be careful um getting into certain spaces on that app, especially if you are a woman. Um Or if you're, honestly, I think if you're a liberal person in general or a more progressive person, you will find like-minded people on Clubhouse. But you have to be careful about what rooms you get into because you are going to run into people who are a little bit problematic or they might not agree with you or they might say some crazy shit. So... so I was looking for a room to join, right? And and in my mind, I'm like, okay, I I want to find a room where it's uh, it's other black people in it, it's black women in it. You know, I, I personally, I enjoy the rooms where we talk about relationships. Let me get a, a sip of this wine. Sorry, <clears throat> we're back. <laughs> so, I, I was looking for a room in which. You know, it's like black people or black women or black LGBTQ people, or just a room where I felt comfortable. I didn't didn't really give a fuck if we're talking about relationships, money, career. You know, I didn't give a fuck. So for me, I was like, okay, what are we gonna talk about? I go into a room. The room is called misogyny and its effects. And it was a small room. It only had about seven or eight people, right? So I'm in this room and it's led by two black men. And I think like two black women And then it has like four people in the audience. So it was really, small. It was like eight of us in there, right? Or nine. And I'm in this particular room and they're having a decent conversation about misogyny. And then um, they start asking questions about feminism and like black feminism or, you know, like do people identify as feminists, right? So at first I thought the conversation was beautiful, but then of course there was like one problematic person in there and there was a few and, you know, everybody has different opinions, right but this one person he was stating how he feels that black feminism leaves out other women of color and just other women in general and how black feminism is kind of not right and and I was kind of like, okay, well, you know me and a few other black women in this group we just talked about how it's important to have black feminism like it's something that should exist you know because black women often don't have that space in regular feminism as we all know, you know feminism, contributes more so to white women. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's like every, like historically, 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 you know, the, the founding parts of feminism, it started, you know, from from white women wanting equal pay and and wanting equal rights, you know, to, to their white husbands and, you know, white counterparts, you know what I mean? And um, how it took black women a long time historically to even find a voice um, in, in feminist spaces, you get me? And so we all went around the room and stated if we identify as a feminist or not, I said how I identified as a womanist, um, and how I sort of shy away from the feminist label because it's something that often turns a lot of people off. I think that if you if you claim feminism, sometimes it for some reason, you know, people don't really see it for women being equally treated or having equal rights. You get me? I think that it's something that makes a lot of people uncomfortable, even other women. You know. Um, for for various reasons, right? But I admitted how I, I struggle with identifying or calling myself that label at times, you know? And um, it was such a great conversation, but once I said that I got attacked by this by this guy, he was a black guy, he started going in on me and he literally, and also too, when I gave my example and I talked about how I identified, I also gave historical examples of like certain um, feminist events you know, um, or, and also concepts and keywords like intersectionality, et cetera, you know, just to support my stance of how I felt about things. And um I also was very inclusive of, of native women and you know how native women are often not included in, in feminist conversations, you know, and critiques, etc. Um and it just it turned into this very laborious room of me having to educate <laughs> and I you know it was interesting though, because you know we were tackling everything. You know we tried our best to break down misogyny, and um, and then and then one black woman, I bless her heart, she asked a question to the black men in the room. She was like, you know, um, why is it that black men don't feel uh, like like what is it with this whole protect black woman movement, right? That was, she asked the question basically saying like, why do men not even just black men so just men in general she was like why do men only find it necessary to protect or advocate for women who they find attractive she asked that question you know and One of the men, his bold ass, he turned around and asked me to answer it because I guess I was advocating so much for black women and black LGBTQ issues. He asked me to answer it and I literally declined and I told him to answer it because she asked all the men in the group, don't fucking turn it on me. Don't put that on me, you answer it, you get me? You're in the hot seat now. So it was just a lot of that going on back and forth, but um, long story short, we had a few disagreements, a few arguments in the group. some of the people in the group tended to be very like transphobic and basically was stating how they felt like black trans women you know didn't deserve to be respected you know they didn't deserve to be um protected you get what i mean and um it it was it was an interesting thing because i i really didn't plan on being an educator right i didn't think that i'd get so riled up you know but is something that you know I definitely stand by and believe in as far as you know black women, black cis women, black all black women, black femmes, you know, black gays, black, you know, lesbians, you know, like black people, you know, is something that I that I'm very supportive of, you know. So I think it kind of broke my heart that I was in a black group and there were some men who were admitting that they felt like black trans women were not women, therefore they did not deserve protection. And then, you know, they had a hard time answering why they didn't protect black women, black cis women, you get me? So it I was in that group for like four hours. It was, but it it was hard and it was stressful and it kind of shook me up a little bit because I think my heart was kind of broken. It, it kind of put me in a place of like, damn, like there are so people who just don't who don't really care about girls like me or and not even just about me, but about my well-being. They don't feel that my well-being is necessary. You get me? They don't feel that a black cisgender woman, you know, aka a bio woman or whatever, that's more dated, but um, a biological woman, but um, they don't even feel that those women deserve protection, you know. And they have a hard time answering those questions. And then they start comparing black women to white women and start and start capping for white women and non-black women. And why it's just it's crazy, you know, how some black men do black women, black trans women included. So um, I found myself in that space being really exhausted, but. It, it was a beautiful moment because I actually made a few friends out of that. I, made, I met like, I think three or four people. I got some followers on my Instagram page from that clubhouse beef, you get me? And um, it, it was crazy, yo. But I, I left that, we were arguing for like four hours. And for me, you know, I'm not the type of person, I don't necessarily, I don't want to like run from debates, right? But I also don't want to put myself in harmful spaces in which I'm not being understood and I'm not being given the space you get me to to speak my truth while I'm also giving other people the space, right? As I'm giving another person who has more privilege than me, right? A black man. I'm giving someone who has more privilege than me as a black trans woman. I'm giving him the space to state his truth, right? But I'm not giving that space, you know? And and I'm kind of being bashed and held to the, held to the cross. It, it, it was definitely hard, y'all. And all I wanted to say is that that experience on Clubhouse, um, it, it wore me out and it just made me want to disengage from all social media because it was like, damn, like it's already a lot going on. And I, I went on here thinking that, you know, um, some community would be here. You know, like I, I went on here thinking that, hey, you know, like these people are going to get it, you know, and um, maybe I was a little too naive, um, but it, it, it was a lot. It was a lot. But at the end of that, I met great people. You know, there are some people who were a little bit more progressive and, those are the people that we have to focus on. You know, so when we're out here having these conversations and we want to be in all these different spaces, and we probably want to do a little bit of advocacy or not even just advocacy, you want to have an educational conversation, you know. You have to take the good with the bad, you know. And I think that after that conversation and how drained I felt, mind you, I stayed up all night, y'all. Like I wasn't really getting sleep like that. I wasn't really taking care of myself the way that I should, because I was so anxious about not working and it was a lot, you know. And um Yo, like I, I think for me I just realized it's okay to unplug and not everybody's gonna get it. And sometimes I just need moments of solitude, you know? And and if I and if I am looking for community, I just have for me, I have to do a better job at at picking spaces that fit me and and not picking harmful spaces, right? But on the flip side, being open to educating if I feel like it, being open to to making new connections if I feel like it, right? So um yeah that that's what went on with clubhouse and you know clubhouse has a good side and a negative side you know i, I don't think that it's the app that's for everybody i think that there are a lot of people who run to it trying to get the tea or try and not even just the tea but they, they probably want to get exclusive information from their favorite celebrities right they want to get advice on um they want to get advice you know they want to get advice on how to get into the entertainment world i think that is great i think that is beautiful you know but is it a good space? I would say 50 50. I think Clubhouse is sort of a waste of time, you know, um, but you can make great connections off of there. Um, I don't want to say a waste of time. I, I'll say that Club, Clubhouse is hit or miss. How about that? I think it's the hit or miss app, and um, it's a lot you know, it's, it's a lot. And I think that you just have to be selective of the rooms you choose and just make sure that you're receiving positive information, y'all, because some motherfuckers on there, they be saying some crazy ass shit. Like I, I was just like, oh, excuse me, some of these guys, they just, oh my God, some of these, not even just the men, but the women too. I'm like, y'all are out of y'all fucking mind. Like y'all have these weird views about relationships. Y'all think that y'all know it all and y'all don't. Y'all don't have a lot of experience in certain areas, but who am I? You know, I don't have all the experience either. But it it was just a thing where you just have to be careful about the spaces that you join. So that was a part of my little two-week, three-week hiatus, y'all. I just I was sitting at home going crazy, <laughs> you know, sitting at home, not knowing what the fuck to do with myself, sitting at home reading stories about black trans women dying. You know, listening to podcasts, listening to music, having a few conversations with friends, you know, um, not talking to certain friends or not always. Yeah, so where was I at? I was saying that that, you know, I was just kind of sitting at home, kind of getting my mental right and preparing for this next journey. Um, The next topic tonight, let's do a Yes Queen Award. Um so as you all know, Cicely Tyson passed away um I believe last Friday. Um so RIP to the legendary actress um Cicely Tyson. She she is a, a pillar, you know, um a legend, a mother to many people in uh black Hollywood. So, you know, shout out to you tonight on the Perfect Blend podcast, Cicely Tyson. She's done a lot. She's done a lot. She's done a lot. And she has had a whirlwind of a career. She's opened doors for other people. She's she's one of the founding mothers of Black Hollywood, in my opinion. You know, she she paved the way. You know, and very influential woman. You know, um, so shout out to her. She gets the yes Queen Award this evening. And um, who else? God damn it! I want to give the yes Queen Award to myself. I don't think I've ever done that. But the reason why is because I think that have you all ever been afraid to take a risk, like? I think for me, as I'm getting older, I'm I'm slowly but surely getting more comfortable with making decisions for me, right? So I think when I was a little bit younger, and I know I'm still young, right? But when I was like 18 and shit like that, or 20, I, I was always like asking everybody, like what should I do, what should I do? And sort of like not being comfortable with making my own choices, right? Um, and I still do that to a certain extent because um, I think that it's important to get healthy, good advice from people who, you know from, from everybody, right? But from people who have made certain choices in their life, right? Like friends or family or mentors. Um, I think it's very important to, to get advice before you make big decisions, right? And I think for me, being a risk taker, you have to do it in a calculated fashion. You know, you have to do it in a way where, you know, um, you have to do it in a way. I love this lip gloss color. You have to do it in a way in which um, you really think about everything, right? And I think for me, I'm actually proud of myself because I I, I really thugged it out. Um, and this is such a small example, but you know, I know some, so many people they're afraid to walk away from certain things that might not serve them, right? And we might feel like, damn, if, if I leave this job, or if I, you know, end this friendship, or if I end this romantic relationship, or I don't speak to this family member anymore. It's gonna. I'm gonna regret it, or I'm gonna. You know what I'm saying? And trust me, I definitely had regrets a little bit, like a teeny bit. But my health came first, my physical health. I didn't want to. I didn't want to catch no COVID, y'all. And um, it was so bad. It was so bad. Everyone at my place, at my job, was catching it. You know, um, which was the main reason why I left. But also to my mental health. You know, running out the house every day, being an essential worker, and kind of like damn like just like taking a risk you know and also too i didn't have health care i haven't had health care y'all since i graduated college which was um june of last year and my health care got cut off in september so all these months i haven't had no health care and i'm finally getting health care with my new job you get me but i was kind of a little paranoid a little bit cuz i was like if i get sick what's going to happen to me if i get sick like you know, I'm all I got. I don't have no family. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, I have friends who care about me, but I ain't got no, like no mom that can nurse me back to health or anything like that. So all of those things were just kind of in my head, but I was like, you know what? I have something lined up. So I just have to trust God and just trust that, you know, I'll be okay. I saved, you know, I did what I could do and, and I know that I can make it through this. You get me? So, um, I give myself a yes queen award for just sort of thugging it out and uh, through this pandemic, you know, even with doing the podcast, like sometimes it could be a little hard, and that's why I'm so happy that this is my third year. I'm so happy to say that I've I've been doing this for this is on January second, it marked the beginning of year three of this of the podcast, you know, so I. I'm really grateful for y'all because it's it's allowing me to get on here and talk shit about these celebrities and not not just talk shit but also uh, you know share a space with you all and have real life experiences is dope as fuck you know what I mean so I I really like that y'all listen to me and y'all check me out and I know that I have a small following um and but I, I'm really really grateful like I I feel like I literally say this on every episode you know like. I feel like I say this on every episode, but I, I really mean that because, um, I don't have, you know, I, I wasn't popular. I'm, I'm not, I'm i am not one of the popular black trans girls. You get me. I, I'm not, um, you know, I, I'm still kind of coming up, you know, and it's funny because I, I've done like advocacy work. I've been doing advocate work for a long time, but, you know, oftentimes some people just don't really get recognized. And I guess, I guess I'm one of them, you know, I don't know, you know, but, you know, I try to do my part and, um, and show love and support people, and you know what I mean. So, I appreciate when y'all give me a play. I appreciate when y'all share my shit. I appreciate when you refer me to a friend. Um, so yeah, thank you for that. Thank you, and thank you for thugging it out, and you know, listening to me ramble. You know, um, I'd be all over the place, but shit, you know, th- this is this is what it's like, you know. And um, I-, I really hope that one day I can get my podcast to a bigger level and that I could work with other podcasters, other Black women, other Black trans women. And, you know, I've worked with a few people before, you know what I mean? Um, And I just hope to keep growing, you know? So thank you. Um, Now, let's talk about another app. I've been having this experience on... This uh this dating app called tami right? It's called tami It's called T A I M I. And it's it's, it's the it's the dating app that's specifically created for all LGBTQ plus people, right? And everybody, even straight people, be on there. It's it's the app that's like a free for all for everybody. But um for me, I've been having this thing where I've been going on live more because I could be a little shy. I know y'all don't think I'm shy, but I have a little shyness in me sometimes. And, But I've been going on live more, you know, doing versus battles, having a good time, trying to meet people, trying to socialize. Because, you know, in in this quarantine, it's been hard for me to, like, sometimes, and I I have supportive friends, and I support my friends, right? But I'd be, I'd be failing to remember that like my friends go through shit too. And I, and I think sometimes I can get a little like emotional and I can get a little needy or I can get a little selfish and I might have these like ultra high expectations of my friends who have family and they have relationships, right? And while they are my friends, they're not my family. So I can't, it sucks though, because as someone who doesn't really have good, I don't really have a good relationship, you know, with my direct blood family. It's just something that is so hard. It is something that is arduous, you know, cause my family just doesn't understand me. Right. So it's like, I, I've made a new family, but I, I think what I've realized is that that can only go so far. And there are times where I have to be mindful that these people have lives, <laughs> even if I'm hurt, even if I'm in my feelings, like I'm not getting a call back or I'm checking on them all the time and I'm being a good friend and I'm trying to be a sweetheart and show love, right? It might not always be returned to me, right? So for me, I had to get to a place where I was like, you know what, I'll just go make new friends. Like if, if my current friends are kind of dropping the ball, you know, or if they're, if they're kind of distant or whatever, it's okay for me to just meet new people. You know, I can't just relegate myself to, you know, the same people all the time, you know? Um, but I've also, I also, by the way, let me make this clear. Not all of my friends are distant from me, you know? Um, there are some that are super, super supportive and really sweet, and they check on me. Like, they really have been checking on me, you know what I mean? But for me, I've I got on Tamey because I was like, you know, like, I'm gonna get on this app. Like, this app, I ain't gotta worry about nobody being afraid of me being a, a trans woman and shit or, like, being hung up on that. And But it's funny because I've been having a weird experience, you guys. So when I first got on there, I actually... um that's someone who i'm actually hitting it off with and it's it's not anything serious but he's a cool cat and you know we're friends we're gonna know each other and stuff like that or associates i guess and there is some attraction that's there you know i i think he is a beautiful man y'all he fine as fuck shit he fine i ain't gonna fucking hold you he girl let me tell y'all let's have girl talk he fine he a fucking virgo he got tattoos he dark chocolate bitch he got white teeth like like, I'm talking, there, I hit the microphone, but he, you know, he's a very attractive man, you know, Um, but, you know, outside of him and kind of getting to know him or whatever and kind of dealing with the awkwardness of getting to know somebody and asking them shit and talking to them and shit like that, you know, all that crazy shit, right, I've been having this experience on Tammy where I get on live and people are, I guess clocking me, right? Now, clocking is a term where if you are a trans person, that's when somebody will be like, oh, I, I know you're a trans, I could tell, or that's a guy, right? Now, it's on my profile. And I think the issue that I've had is that, A, it's on my profile, B, this is the LGBTQ app. Why are y'all motherfuckers getting on here trying to troll trans people? Like, I don't know, for me, I, that's what I've been experiencing on that app. and And honestly, I think it kind of comes with the territory, but it's not right and it's disrespectful. I'm not excusing it. So w- let me let me, let me me catch myself. When I say it comes with the territory, I'm, I'm trying to say that I understand that by me putting myself out there, I'm gonna get hit. You know, like me being a, a trans woman, especially being a trans woman, right? And being somebody who, look, I'm five foot 10. You know, I'm pretty, I'm attractive, right? I, I like how I look, but there are some people who, you know because of my skin tone and because of my height and my features they're gonna say i look like a guy although i feel that i look like a woman that i'm feminine and i look good you know i'm happy with how i look you know what i mean but there's always going to be that person who tries to troll um either because they saw my profile in which i said that i am a trans woman or they don't like how i look or they probably could tell you get what i'm saying whatever that means you know um I try my best not to internalize it, but I went through that a lot this past week on that app, yo, like where I would get on live and I would just be I'd be kicking it with the gays or whatever, you know, my, my fellow gay boys and shit like that. And, you know, having a good ass time and I, I'm on this fucking app and I'm getting fucking trolled. I'm getting disrespected. Right. So I'm on live and I get a motherfucker who comes on my shit and, and who's like, Oh, you're a fucking man. And I'm like, no shit, Sherlock. Like, what the fuck? Like, I'm not a fucking man, but what I'm saying is that I am a trans person that's on my profile. I'm a trans woman. Now, why are you coming on here trying to fucking be cute with me? Why are you coming on my, this is me talking to the people like, and I was very respectful with some of my responses. Like this one dude who tried to troll me or whatever. I think I hung up on him. And then um, I had an experience with this lesbian. It was this black lesbian. Me and her got on live. And this bitch, and yes, I called her a bitch because she's a bitch. I'm just going to say it. That bitch had me fucked up. She is a bitch. So I get on there, and she was all like, are you a real girl? And I was all like, I'm a girl. I'm a trans girl. What's up? It's on my page. Like... Why is it that that's the first thing you fucking say? Like, bitch, you came on my shit. Why are you over here trying to fucking come for me? Did I come for you for being a fucking lesbian? No, I didn't come for you for dressing like a fucking guy and, and trying to disrespect you for being a goddamn lesbian. I didn't shade you for that when there's plenty of people who shame women who are lesbian studs or whatever or don't, or you know, I'm not coming at you on no homophobic shit. So why are you coming at me with, with the transphobia? Like, you don't even know me. You, you getting on here and you coming for me. You get me? It, it got to a point. Hi, Linda, boo. It, it got to a point on that particular app where I was like, you know what? I got to end this shit because these motherfuckers are disrespectful. And um, I had a situation last night, actually, where I was on um, I was on that same fucking app or whatever, and I'm on live. And then um, I start my own live and this guy joins my live, right? Now, previous to me starting my own live, I'm on another person's live, and we're key king he's a gay guy or whatever we're having a great conversation we're not flirting you know i'm not trying to get at him we're literally just King um oh linda i'm talking about the app called taini it's t-a-i-m-i it's the lgbtq plus app and i'm talking about how people um are pretty transphobic on that app okay but um back to the story you guys so I'm on this app with this black gay guy. We're kiki and shit like that. I was bored as fuck. You know, I'm not trying to flirt with this nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not over here trying to um, get to know him. I'm literally trying to make a friend, or not even just a friend, but I'm, you know how you're bored. Like, a bitch, I be at home fucking bored sometimes, okay? Like, there are times where I'm fucking bored and, you know, my homegirls are just not hitting me up or, like. Instagram is born and I'm like, okay, like, I don't want to watch Netflix. I'm not a Netflixer like that. I don't want to watch reality TV. I don't want to watch shit. I want to get on these apps and meet people, you get me? And take advantage of this quarantine shit, you know? So back to the story. I Basically, I'm bouncing back between lives. I start my own life. There's this man, this white guy from like England or some shit named, I don't even know his name, but he, he keeps trying to join my life and like do a versus battle with me and I keep rejecting him. So, mind you, before I did my own live, I was a part of a previous live of another person's, the Black gay guy. So, I go back to his live and he was like, hey, you know, somebody was kind of like talking shit about you or whatever. And I was like, who? And he told me that it was the guy that I mentioned earlier. M- remember, you guys, I told you I was talking to a guy who I'm sort of attracted to, right? Like, he and I are actually kind of talking right now, like... We're not dating or anything, but we like each other, and we're, I guess, we're trying to see where it goes. I don't really know what's going on with him. I mean, his ass is hot and cold, so I'm kind of not putting all my eggs in one basket, although he is fine as fuck and he's that man that's beautiful, right? Back, so I hop on the live of the black gay guy. The black gay guy tells me that the guy that I'm talking to, let's call him D. So, D, he, the black gay guy, his name is let's say his name is Cam. I don't know him. His name is Cam. So Cam tells me that D is looking for me on Taney, right? He's like, oh, he was looking for you on my live. And I think he was kind of throwing shade at you. I think he was kind of acting funny. And I was like, what you mean? What would he say? And Cam was like, uh, he was saying like, oh, you know, um, where's Victoria? Like, mind you, I go by a fake name on there, it. shit. I'm talking about my business, it, y'all. But I do go by a fake name. So my fake my fake name is Anna, right? So... He was like, you know, where's Anna or whatever? And um, uh, my, my, the Cam guy, he was just like, oh, you know, she was just here, but I'm trying, to, I'm trying to do a versus battle where I'm trying to get her back on here. And then Cam was like, uh, no, D was like, oh, well, do you know what she is, right? This is what Cam said to me when I went back to his life. He was like, yeah. D was like, oh, do you know what she is? And he was like, yeah, she's a female. Like, she's a woman, like, what do you mean? And he was like, "Oh, she trans or whatever, but she fine. In beautiful." But he, the cam, told me that that's what D said about me, right? Now, mind you, as I received this information, I thought it was kind of odd because me and D, the guy who I'm actually talking to off this app, and we're, you know, we're just friends. You know, we chilling or whatever, getting to know each other a little bit better, I guess. But. um... I was kind of taken aback by that because I was like, you know, why would he talk about me? Like, me and him actually talk off of this shit. Like, he's a cool person. You know, he has been a little bit distant recently, like in the last few days. But, you know, like, I'm just taking it with a grain of salt. Like, he's a cool guy. I, I thought he was a sweetheart. You know what I mean? So, like, why would he kind of be shading me like that? And then Cam was like, you know i don't really know if it was a backhanded compliment or not because he did say do you know what she is but then he turned around and he was like but she fine as fuck, bro she beautiful like yeah she trans but she beautiful you know and for me i was just like oh like that's kind of odd like so i'm over here talking to cam in the comments on his live and i just was all like yeah maybe i should air his shit out because i don't appreciate him coming for me but like I'm like, let me stay calm, you know, because he is someone who I'm talking to. So like, and I told Cam this, I was like, you know, I'll just address the behavior. Like, I'm not going to be messy. You know, I hope that he's not talking about me like that because I I would find it weird that he took the time to kind of get to know me off of this app and act like he's interested in me romantically. Like, he has my personal phone number. You get me, like, me and this dude talk, like, we FaceTime. You get me, like, he said he's attracted to me. He texts me. He tell me I'm pretty. He tell me I'm beautiful and shit like that. Like, he's a sweetheart. So, you know, I don't understand why he would be coming for me when he actually accepts me for being the woman that I am, right? Like, he doesn't judge me or whatever. He's not over here acting weird. He's not acting funny. So, why would he do that? Long story short, we're going back and forth. I agree to just reach out to D myself and be like, yo, I'm just going to talk to him myself, right? So, I get off the app. I hit up D. And I'm just like, yo, like what's going on? Cause I was just on Tammy and somebody on their live was saying he was talking shit about me. And I thought we were cool. Like, and he was like, what, like, what do you mean? And I'm just like, yo, they was saying that she basically was like trying to out me for being trans as a way to like defer them from talking to me. Because I guess, I guess they thought, I think that they thought I was trying to flirt with them on their live cam and the guys on there when I wasn't. It was so weird y'all, but basically Cam was saying he was like, I don't know if he was trying to defer us from talking to you because he probably thought that you liked me or something. And I'm like, no, nah, like I don't even. I mean, you're cute, but I don't like you. Like, and I know that you don't like me. You like gay hey, boys. You're gay. Like, you don't like women or trans women. You get me? Like, you don't like regular women or not? Let me not say regular. You know, cisgender women You you like um you like men. That's what you're attracted to. And I don't. I'm not a man. You know, I'm a trans girl, but I'm not no. I'm not no fucking man. You know what I'm saying? So. <sighs> Explain that to D right? And basically, this is the moment where I was like proud of myself though, because this is like one of the first times where I've like kind of put a guy up against the wall and be like, so what's up? Like, do you really like me for me? Or is it like a fetish to you? Or, or, or do you have any hesitancies about who I am? Like, are you afraid of who I am? Or like, does it make you uncomfortable? I want you to be honest with me because people telling me that you said that shit about me on that app. And you saying that it's not true. Mind you, D was denying it. He was like, I did not say that about you. That's not what the fuck happened, right? D was like, that's not what the fuck happened. He was like, actually, what happened is that the white guy who joined your life from England, I don't know if y'all remember this, there was a white guy who joined my life previously. And I kept kicking him off of my shit. Like, I was like, I do not want to talk to you. Like, I don't want to talk to your ass. So he was like, that guy went on Cam's app and he was saying that you're a fucking man. He was like, that's the fucking guy. That's the guy. And then um, Dee was like, I was actually defending you in the comments. And I was like, no, she's a woman and she's beautiful and she's fine as fuck. Dee was like, that's what I said about you. I was actually defending you, right? So as I heard Dee tell me his his side of the story, I was just like, all right, I hear you. But like, at the end of the day, what's going on with you? Because like, we started talking like pretty heavy. And I know we haven't even been talking that long. We've been talking for like a week and a half, two weeks or whatever, right? But last like three or, three days or so, you've been kind of distant or whatever. And I don't, I don't want to look goofy out here. You know, you say you like me and shit like that. I tell you I like you. You know, there's an attraction there, right? But I just want to be honest. Like, who I am, does that make you uncomfortable? Because if, if that's the case, don't fucking talk to me. I don't have no space for that shit. I don't want to talk to no nigga or no... Like, let me not use... I'm so sorry for saying the N-word, but shit, we're on my goddamn show, goddamn it. I'm not signed to no fucking contract yet, okay? But what I'm saying is that I, I literally told him, I was just like i don't have time or space for somebody who's hesitant about talking to me who doesn't know what they like who doesn't know what they want my ass i'm i'm turning 28 soon you feel me i turned 28 literally in like eight days i'm getting too old for this shit. i'm in my late 20s you know what i'm saying so for me when it comes to dating when it comes to even hooking up with dudes and stuff like that i'm i for me i am trying my best to grow in the sense of even if it's casual only having Experiences with men who respect me. Period. I I cannot I cannot lay down with you if you don't respect me. I can't, you know, like, I, like that's just where my mind is. And it's not to say that I haven't made mistakes because I have. And I'm and I'm so learning from those mistakes, right? As I'm dating or as I'm trying to meet guys or as I'm experimenting, you know, or like, you know, playing around with dudes, or whatever, right? So for me, I told him, I'm like, I'm just at a place in my life where I need transparency. So like. If if who I am is an issue for you, please leave me alone. I don't have no time for no fake shit. If if you're in if if you're talking to me and if you can't get over the fact that I'm a trans girl, then let's just end this shit right now. Because at the end of the day, it's a lot that comes with being this way, and a lot of people they always want to minimize it or they always want to make it a beauty moment, right? They always want to they always want to focus on our looks of being trans or like, oh, you're so pretty, you're a bad bitch, you're beautiful. That's great. I, I love the compliments, but I'm still a person. I'm still a fucking human. And the dark side of being this way is that you're always gonna have people who try the fuck out of you. You're always gonna have people who are trying to tell you that you're a man. You're always gonna have people that are trying to invalidate you. And if you're a black trans woman at that, like, this is what I told him I was like, I'm always gonna have people who think I'm a fucking whore. They, they don't respect me. you know. I'm always gonna have people who want to challenge me all the time, you know what I mean? And and that's even in my love life, you know, like my love life is not easy. It hasn't been easy, you know what I'm saying? So I, for me, I need full transparency from you. And I literally asked him like four questions. I was like, my gender and I me, mean, like, is that an issue for you? That was the first question. My second question was, do you view me as a woman or do you look at me like a man? My third question is do i look like a man to you or do i look like a woman <laughs> and my fourth question was um it was something around the lines of okay i'm not sure of what this is but is the attraction mutual because and that was my first question i was like you know is the attraction mutual because um i don't have time i don't you're not gonna have me out here looking goofy i'm not gonna be sitting out here being fucking humiliated um, I don't want nobody fucking DM me, DMing me or inboxing me telling me that you're talking shit about me And you're over, you're over here saying that you're not So should need you to be fully transparent And, you know, um, he was transparent You know, he apologized and he was like, you know, I wasn't talking shit about you um, I'm sorry, Linda left a comment It makes me so upset that niggas think that they can talk about you so disrespectful Thank you, Linda Yeah, people people be real disrespectful They do They be hella disrespectful Hold on one second, y'all. I'm gonna continue this conversation. We're gonna start our next segment. Yeah, to continue where we left off, you know, people can be very disrespectful sometimes, you know. Um, Now, he answered all of my questions. He was like, I am attracted to you, I think you're beautiful. Um, There is a mutual attraction here. I do not look at you as a man. You look like a woman. I respect you as a woman. (laughs) You get me. And even and even if I did look more masculine, right? I don't even care about that. I I want I want the type of person. If we are seriously dating, not even just like oh we we smashing and we having fun or whatever. If if you and I are seriously dating, I'm I'm really praying to God that one day, and I don't know what's gonna happen with him. I'm not even counting on him because. People online are full of shit And niggas One minute they say they for you The next minute they ain't talking to you You know, men could be so hot and cold sometimes And um, Men could be so hot and cold sometimes, right? And But I I was really proud of myself, y'all Because That was like one of the first times One of of the first times Where I, I literally put a guy to the test because I was all like, okay, you're telling me I'm beautiful and shit like that. You're saying you don't care what people think, but do you really mean that? Because I can see through the bullshit. I've been dating for what, like seven, eight years, like actually trying to date and putting myself out there since I was not even seven years. Um, yeah, I would say like, uh, I started like seriously kind of dating at like 23. That's or like 22. That's when I was trying to like you know, actually put myself out there and like meet people and being more comfortable with myself. Right, I started like at 22, 23. So it's been about a good like five years, four years of me like learning, you know, just learning as a young woman, like what it means, who I'm attracted to, you know, how I want to be treated. I ain't perfect at all. (laughs) You know, it's hard for me, It's, it's, it's hard. I think dating is just an ugly thing for a lot of people. You know what I mean? But for me, I was happy. And I was proud of myself because I made it a point to kind of shake him up and in a sense of like, you know what? Let's put you to the test. What What's going on with you? And then I confronted him too. And he, oh, by the way, he answered. And he he also said that he was like, you know, I'm really upset that like you kind of let them get in your head because he was like, I've never like disrespected you. I'd never have like come at you like that. He, he was like, I was actually defending you, you know? So he was like, it, it kind of, He was like, "It sucks that you're like letting them get to you," and I was like, "But damn, I'm human. Like, you know, I'm I'm a strong bitch. You know, I'm I'm a tough girl. I've been through a lot in my fucking life, but I'm still a human, you know. And sometimes when people come for you, and it's like, fuck, like y'all keep coming for me, and I don't even know you. Like, bitch, you're a fucking stranger, and you're coming on my shit, and you're trying to talk shit, and you're trying to be fucking slick with your fucking mouth. You get me?" For me, sorry for my language, y'all, but that, that's just how I felt. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm a very nice person. I'm respectful, but stop fucking playing with me, please. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I will cuss you the fuck out. I will, I, you know, like, I'll report your shit. Like, you know, like, please don't play with me. I, I don't have time for this. Like, it's all. It's already a lot going on outside this world. It's already a lot going on with covid with being black with all the racial shit going on in this in this fucking country you know like so for me i kind of had a moment where i was all like i'm human i i get tired of that shit sometimes and i'm not gonna keep talking to you if you're if you're fucking fake so i need you to tell me what the fuck it is right now i need you to tell me what, what it is what is it right now because this stupid shit right here i i don't want nobody coming to me telling me that you're talking shit about me if you are, leave me alone. And that's what I told him. And he apologized, but I literally told him, I was like, you know, if, if you're not genuine, we can end this shit right now. I don't have fucking time. I'm too fucking old for this shit. And that's what I told him. And I was like, I know that we're not in a relationship. I'm just saying in general, I don't know where this is going. But if you are not feeling me, if you are not genuine, get the fuck away from me and leave me the fuck alone. I don't have time for it. I go through that all the time. I'm at a place in my life where... I know better and I want to do better. You get what I'm saying? So sorry, you guys, that's my loud ass roommate. He's so fucking loud for no reason. I'm so sorry. But um, for me, it was just one of those things where I was just at a place in my life. I don't know. I'm so sorry, y'all. My roommate is, I don't know if he's drunk or something, but um, sorry, you guys, I'm gonna plug up this phone. My phone is dying here. Oh, damn it all right but you know that's the experience sorry y'all give me one second i'm so sorry that's what i went through on that app called tamey right and it's just one of those things where i just had to check him because I noticed that he was kind of being distant, you know? And, you know, I don't know if it's because he's a Virgo and I'm a fucking Aquarius. Thank you guys for the hearts. Y'all are so sweet. You know, I don't know if he's if it's because he's a Virgo and I'm an Aquarius. You know, I don't really know what the hell is going on, but it's it's about putting yourself out there, right? But at the same, at the same time, when it comes to these apps, you know, oh, shit, we're having... When it comes to these apps, it's important to take a break sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, if if it's becoming too much, like it's important to pull away, you know what I mean? And when it comes to social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, dating apps, you know, I know for me, I share both of those stories with Clubhouse and Tamey, just to let y'all know, like people are human, you know, and, and I'm not necessarily trying to lead with my transness because I'm, I'm a human, I'm a person first, you get me? But, um, I, I, I was just like, damn, y'all are coming for me and I don't know who the fuck y'all think this is, but you're going to get a taste of it. And on on Clubhouse, I wore the motherfuckers out in that group. I'm telling y'all, like, I didn't go down without no fight. I wore them out because usually, you know, I, I'm a believer in you pick and choose your battles, right? But I was like, I can't sit up here and let y'all say this crazy shit. Like, I'm going to have to challenge you at least. Cause I don't give a fuck. I don't care what you believe. You can believe what you believe. That's you. You sleep at night as who the fuck you are. But what you're not gonna do is get your ass on here and tell me who the fuck I am. That's not what you're gonna fucking do. <laughs> you're not gonna tell me or try to invalidate me and shit on me and tell me that I'm a fucking man and tell me that, oh, all trans people are this. And if and maybe if he it maybe if he would have known he wouldn't have killed y'all, you're not gonna be getting on here saying this wild ass shit with me being in this space, whether I was trans or not. I, I have to push back. I have to challenge, you get me? I have to say something because y'all get so comfortable in this disrespect, you know? And there, and I think for me with the Taney app, right? And this is why I confronted the guy who I'm talking to. Black trans women are dying like crazy. We just had one die last week. She was like 25 or 22, I think. She was a baby, you know? Um, she got shot in a car. Oh damn it, y'all! I almost dropped my damn book. She got shot in a car. You know what I mean? And um, it's crazy. You know, um, she got shot multiple times, and no one knew why. And it's just that the the amount of dehumanization. Uh, I don't know if that's a word or not. I'm so sorry, but 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 how how black trans women are so dehumanized and LGBTQ people as a whole. It, it's, it's crazy, right? And I think that sometimes, I, I know the world that we live in. I know that we live in a world where the odds are against us, right? But sometimes it's a lot. Sometimes it's too much. Like sometimes I get in these spaces where I'm like, fuck, like why am I even doing this shit? Like why am I trying to like take control of my narrative? Why do I believe in my dreams? You know, why why do I believe that I could do this podcast radio shit? Like, you know what I mean? um why do i believe that i deserve love you know sometimes it gets that deep y'all it does like for me like i have moments and if you're a person you can relate to this whether you're trans or not but sometimes i have moments where i'm like why even believe in love like it just it feels like it's just so difficult to even meet someone who literally treats you like a human and they just give you the the moment to just be yourself right they're not coming at you crazy um sometimes it could get dark in that route, right? So I think that that's why I confronted the guy that I'm talking to, because um, A, I didn't want to block him, and B, I wanted answers. I was just like, you know what, like, if if you were disrespecting me, to help say it to my face. And he was like, I'll say it to your face. I'm like, cool. I respect people like that. If you're gonna come for me, come for me directly. You see what I'm saying? Don't be trying to act like you're my friend or trying to act like you're my lover or trying to act like you want to get to know me. But then you're dissing me. That's that's not cool. If if it's hard for you to accept me, tell me that so I can move on. You know, for example, my first boyfriend, and he probably listens to this, he actually does listen to this podcast. My my first boyfriend, he's my ex now. You know, I I think I shared this before in a few of my other episodes. I I was with him for a small amount of time. We weren't even together that long because he just was not ready for a relationship. And not only that, he truly was not comfortable with me with me being a trans woman, right? But it took him two years to admit that to me. It took him like two and a half years. You see what I'm saying on the podcast? Oh, thank you, Linda. She's like, You see what I'm saying? Thank you. Yeah, I do say you see what I'm saying a lot. Thank you, Linda. I appreciate that. But um yeah, my first boyfriend, it took him like two and a half years for him to admit to me that who I was was a problem for him. So two years of us going back and forth, dating on and off, him chasing me, me rejecting him, me me being hurt, me going through all of this fucking emotional labor, all of this emotional labor for nothing, right? Only, and you know what my my, my ex-boyfriend told me, and this is an important lesson that I learned. And I was like, you know what? I gotta, I gotta pick up on this shit earlier because if I don't, I'ma get hurt. My first boyfriend, he told me, he was like, the reason why I treat you so bad and, and I disregard you and I kind of treat you like shit sometimes is because of who you are. Ooh, ooh, sorry about that, you guys, I kind of paused. I kind of paused, I'm back, sorry about that. But yeah, my first boyfriend, he told me, he was like, the reason why I disregard you when I treat you the way that I do is because of who you are. And I was like, wow, so you're saying that you treat me wrong because I'm trans. And he was like, basically, yeah. And I was like, you know what? I can't talk to you no more because I would be a fool to continue this, right? Now that doesn't mean that I didn't go back because I think I went back like twice after that child. I'm human, right? But I knew when he said that to me that this was something that was toxic and low-key kind of like borderline abusive. It's like, you're telling me that you disrespect me and you don't really care about me and you kind of treat me like shit literally because of me being a trans woman. Do not talk to me no more. I am not nobody's fucking experiment. I ain't no fucking fetish. You get me? Like, you're not going to keep fucking playing with my heart and my emotions like that. I am a person first. Fuck you and get the fuck away from me. So it took me a moment to kind of get the gumption to do that. And I think in this experience that I had on this app, and and I know that this is probably something that I'll have to recontinue to learn, right? But, um, I, I'm really happy, and it's funny because my best friend, one of my best friends told me that too. He was like, I'm so proud of you, girl, because you really, it takes a lot of courage to kind of put someone to the test like that and kind of and put yourself out there and be like, hey, do you really like me or not? You know, because because I'm different, you know, and being this way comes with a lot. And if, and if you want to be around someone like me, you want to be my friend, you want to be my lover, you're going to have people who will talk shit. You got to be strong. And and sometimes when you are strong, you get weak because you're still a person, right? Um, so when my friend commended me on that. It actually made me proud of myself because I was like, yo, I was just being honest. I was like, nigga, like, don't waste my time. Don't waste my time. Because I think, I think all of us as humans, we want love, right? I think all of us, we we want these healthy relationships. You get me? I think that's what we all seek ultimately. That doesn't mean that we don't make mistakes, right? But for me, I'm really trying to carve that and stick to that. You know, like I I'm really trying to do my part in, in maintaining my own mental health and my own physical health and my spiritual health and my well-being, right? So I say, I share both of those stories to let you all know that it's important to unplug from these apps sometimes. (laughs) And I know that the dating one, I didn't really unplug yet, but I I, I did unplug a little bit today. I didn't really get on there or whatever. I was like, fuck it. But it's important where if you're on these spaces online, rather it's Instagram, Twitter or dating app or whatever. And if you're seeing disrespectful comments about who you are, or you're seeing all this crazy stuff in the world that's kind of triggering, it's important to pull away. You feel me? So, um, yeah, that's what this episode is about, all right? Uh, so this is part one. I will be back tomorrow or Tuesday with part two in which we will do the fun celebrity gossip, I promise you. In my next episode, I will talk about the Wendy Williams movie and the documentary. I'll talk about uh, my views on the inauguration a little bit deeper. I'll talk about uh, some, of, some of the latest celebrity gossip, you know, some Real Housewives stuff, Um uh, Rihanna clapping back at Daniel Cameron, um, in regards to, um, him supporting Black History Month and, and not, um, following through or, or defending Brianna Taylor, um, you know, I'll talk about some of the celebrity stuff, you know, Safari talking about Erica Mena gaining weight and why he doesn't want another child, uh, <laughs> you know, we're gonna, I have, I, look, I have an itinerary because you guys, um, yeah, it's a lot that went on this past week, you know, but I'm going to do another episode about the survey gossip. So stay tuned for that. Before I go, last thing, I want you also to send prayers to my friend who does have COVID. If you listen to this, um, send that positive energy to him. Um, he's still hanging in there. He's being transported to another hospital for more treatment. He has been in the hospital for a little bit over two weeks now on a ventilator, but he's going to need more treatment, uh, potentially some surgery and stuff like that. So Send me and him a prayer, send him prayer, you know. If you're if you're spiritual, just pray for my friend. Not gonna say no names, but it's something that really is like making me kind of sad and anxious a little bit, you know. And um, if y'all are out there, look, we are in this struggle during COVID right now. And I thank you for just coming to my podcast to distract yourself, um, to be entertained, you know, to so hear me ramble about my experiences and my stories, you know. Um, thank you once again for giving me the space. I appreciate you. Please remember to leave a review on uh, iTunes for me. I haven't had a review since like March of last year, y'all. So so help your girl out. All right. Uh, follow me here on Instagram. That's K-A-E-D-A-Y-Y. That's my Instagram handle and, and my Twitter handle. So please follow me on both of those. And thank you for tuning in. Tell a friend, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, share this podcast, okay? I love y'all, thank y'all so much, and we're out.